going on? Y'all, your boy Russell the Fourth. Hey, everybody, it's me, Brandy. And welcome back to another episode of the What They Never Told Us podcast. What's going on? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Air horns for you, too. Shout out to everybody here in the building. Happily married people, begrudgingly married people. Begrudgingly. <laughs> yeah, some people ain't happy about it. <laughs> Shout out to y'all. Welcome. We glad you're here. Happily singled, begrudgingly singled, all y'all. Well, I hope if you're begrudgingly married that you stay tuned and that you get something that will help you start the path to being happily married because nobody wants to be tied to somebody and just be upset all the time. That sounds miserable. I feel like everybody who's married, who has been married long enough, there's going to be some days you begrudgingly married. Some but it, days, yeah, yeah, but not a lifetime of it. That's too much. Yeah, it definitely is too much. Maybe we just caught them on that day. But look, that's why they're here. They're here to soak up some of this good conversation, good vibes, healthy relationship vibes. That's what we're here for, right? Uh, I guess. Yeah, Hope you get what you need. <laughs> um, so I asked you this question before, but I was like, oh, this would be a great question for the podcast because I didn't allow you to answer it. So tell me something that you learned exceedingly late in life exceedingly late in like, life. Yeah, like something that you're like, oh, I should have known that a long time ago. Something that most people know, but you're like, I just learned that. Like today I shared the hack of taking your cup holder or your drink carrier that you get from fast food restaurants and it fits perfectly inside of your cup holders in your car and then mm. you can clip it on the side and you don't have to worry about your drinks. Mm. You know, and people say, oh, I was today years old when I found that out. What's something that you just learned really late in life? You know, sometimes when you order pizza, the little thing in the middle, the little white table thing. Yeah. <laughs> that That's for when you pull the piece of pizza to not have to touch the other one. <laughs> you can like use that to separate I it. I always throw that away. I don't. I Me think too. that's just something somebody made up. It's very <laughs> useful though. If that's not what it's for, then they just found a really good way to utilize that. What else would that thing be for? Do they even put that in pizza anymore? Pizza Hut does. Oh, I don't eat that. Yeah, Pizza Hut still, they still uh, use it. And Papa John's. Shout I, out to I, I really thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm hungry. I ain't dinner yet. Like, first thing on my mind. Well, you started with the, the cup hack oh, trick. So okay. it made me just think of, like, you know, TikTok stuff. So I don't know. I feel like all the things that we talk about here, like, oh man, I didn't know that. Like, I really thought that you were <laughs> going to be deep. Was, no, not deep. But, like, at least I, I really thought you were going to say about the white clothes. White clothes? Yeah. What a, using bleach no i knew you're supposed to use bleach on white clothes that's not something new that i learned late in life i just didn't start doing it until later in life okay when i first started doing laundry i didn't even separate the white clothes they was <laughs> that's such a man thing they, i just look when it's time to do laundry here all of it lord for me it was the tag the tags on your car i've always called it tags t-a-g-s you have to get your tags renewed that's what it is no it's not it's your tabs (sighs) (laughs) t-a-b-s you're wrong and watch this even if you're right you're still wrong how about that everybody right now listening to this podcast is blown right now because they like ain't no way it is tags like dog tags tag your i even consulted an expert so we actually know somebody who runs driver's training program so when i heard it i did not believe it i was like "Mm -mm." i put it on facebook you know as we all do when we want to know something is true instead of googling it Mm -hmm. and i tagged him in it and he told me and there were several people on the post who actually were like duh now let me ask you this because mm-hmm. there's a lot of things. There's some a lot of this is cultural. Okay, <laughs> this is definitely a black people thing. Okay, I need to know: <laughs> Are black people the only people out here calling those things tags? I mean, there were there were black people in there who said it was called tabs. Like, nah, who they knew just that? they just want to be like they just want to like they knew, oh I already knew that. No, you did not. But I was like mind blown. I, it just even makes sense for it to be a tag. It's a little tag that you put on your car so everybody know. It's called tabs. Tabs. I got pulled over for that like two weeks ago. And the officer, I could have sworn he said, your tags. Nah, it sounded like, you know what I'm saying? Especially when you're talking fast and you're getting the ticket. It's a little. <laughs> you're right. Here. I definitely wasn't paying attention to the intricacies of what you was calling. Tags or tabs. I definitely was not listening for that. Well, we need to pay that, by the way. Yo, 
Should we talk about this? I feel like I need to just vent to my people. Yeah, you can talk about what you want to talk about, but we do need to pay that ticket. Pastor said something that really convicted me, and he said, we got to stop blaming everything on COVID. (laughs) (laughs) And I want you to know that since COVID happened and they changed the way they moving at the Secretary of State, I don't know where you listen to that. Maybe it's the DMV, Mm -hmm. whatever they call it, where you go to get your license or the updated, whatever that is. Up here in Michigan, where we from, they severely changed the way that they function inside of the Secretary of State. They didn't severely. They just require an appointment. No. even Okay, number one. <laughs> I thought it was just that mm-hmm. until I went the other day. I actually went there. Yeah. I went there. I walked in. There's no chairs. <laughs> Do you hear me? There's a few. There were no <laughs> chairs. There was not a one. It was standing room only in the secretary state. There was nowhere to sit. That's one. Number two, half the stuff that I wanted to do, they were saying I had to go to the little they had a machine the machine up there. Yeah. Right. But then for me to do that, I had to have a, like a whole sheet of it was. It was just too much. It was overwhelming for me. Okay. Can we talk about the fact that you were two years removed? Like no, if I you said, I was went, convicted. I said you, I was convicted. If you would have went when you were supposed to go, maybe the stuff would have been what you was. It used was COVID. <laughs> yeah, you want me to worry? This we in a whole pandemic. You want me to worry about my tags? Your tabs? Yes, I do. My tags. Don't do that. Don't do that because they, they gonna be tags until my dying day. I have not had my tags renewed since 2019. That's terrible. It is. It's really. I didn't terrible. even go hold you up, but see. But the, you finally got a ticket for it, so now ooh, it's like you have to fix. This it. This is a word, and I'm gonna put that in my pocket. <laughs> you have to fix it now, though. Mm-hmm. Like now, it's you have a ticket. Mm-hmm. If you don't fix it and you don't pay your ticket, can I do my word? Because no, it's a word. No, nah, you just wait. <laughs> <laughs> Some of y'all been driving, no, no. but you're driving dirty. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot. Uh, look, I'm gonna use it. Like, yeah, okay, put that. But in you my know, pocket. when people make rules. You got to submit to the rules. And you have to do it. Like, I know you don't like it. I know it's COVID and you have all of these. I'm don't trying. do it. <laughs> it's so corny. And you have all these rules and you're trying to make excuses for it. But the rules are the rules. And as a citizen who drives, you have to submit to those rules. So I don't even know how to go from it because I'm too much of a fan. <laughs> time to get your tags renewed. All right, hold on. Let me see if I, let me see if I can make this transition natural. Wow, that's really okay, in yeah, tune with no. what we're talking about today. No. Hey. Talk. Speaking of submission, that's been a huge topic coming around here. We've seen several clips on our social media talking about women um, and their ability or inability to submit to a man. Top five, one of the most attractive traits about you. You talk about one thing I caught on late in life, your ability... <laughs> To seamlessly transition from nonsense talk into what we're talking about today, y'all. No, and facts. it would be so much better if you stop pointing <laughs> it out and I just it's talk. It's so good. I'll, okay, I'll try. I'll try. But it's so good. We'll be talking about Oreos. Speaking of two cookies in between, in between. How about us being in between pride and the other? What? Like, uh, clearly, I'm not as good as you at it, y'all. But you can take us talking about anything and turn it into our topic for the I day. I can, and it just really just and ruins when I, everything. When <laughs> I catch it, when I catch what you're doing, I'm like, oh, she's doing that thing. She about to go into this. Okay, all right. Yes, submission, y'all. Submission in relationships. I think in our context here, most of people listening to us in most contexts of patriarchal societies when they say that word most people think women submit to a man yeah yeah i think that one one of the big biggest things that i saw when the talk was going up about submission were women who were not married talking about submitting to a man wholeheartedly in that in that instance if that's not your husband I don't think you should be submitting to his every will and desire for your life. I don't even think if it is your husband, you're supposed to do that. But when he has not made a commitment to you. Yeah. All of these women were like, I can't do that. You shouldn't be doing that. There is a huge distinction. It says, you know, between husband and wife and Mm -hmm. girlfriend and boyfriend. Yeah. And it's we talked about um girlfriend and boyfriend privileges before. That's not a girlfriend and boyfriend privilege. Absolutely. And hold up, quick segue, uh Jay Watt real quick. Um I don't want to go too far off subject, but I think it's so dope that women get that advice. Men never get that. Women all the time get the 
don't do wifely things if he ain't put a ring on your finger. Yeah. That's not your job. Uh, uh, why would he buy the cow if the milk's for free? Like Absolutely. all these little colloquialisms, nuggets. little okay. nuggets that just <laughs> that that women get that men never get. Mm-hmm. I, let me let me be the first. If you haven't heard it here, just like there are some things that should be reserved for when your wife, there's some things that should be reserved for your husband. God called for you to be a provider to your wife and your family. Do not let modern day culture and society fool you into thinking that it is your job to pay her bills, to pay her rent, to get her hair and nails done. Like, Ooh, I mean, they gonna come for you. You come for me, but I'm gonna keep it real because it's it's once again we always want to put that. Um, nah, you ain't his wife. Don't be doing all that. But okay, you're not my wife. Why is it my job to do this and this and this for you? Now, if I if you want to be nice, right? If you are in a position where you're comfortable financially and you're in a position to do something nice and it's on your heart, like I just want to get your nails done. Hey, babe, I thought about you. Hey, look, I know Christmas is coming around the corner. Hey, I know you got to worry about little man and his Christmas. Look, let me take care of him for you this week. Cool. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that, but there is definitely something wrong with you putting that requirement on yeah. a man who is not your husband to provide for you and do this and making a man feel like he's less than because he can't do something for you that he's it's not even his job to do. I ain't even putting a ring on your finger. I ain't even decided if you it for me. Why would I pay your bills? Yeah, I think that again, like you said, if it's something that you just want to do, Absolutely. like there was a many a times where, you know, in our relationship we were helping each other out before we got married. Absolutely. But <laughs> it, you are not required. It wasn't to a me. Yeah. You are not required to lend me money. You are not required to pay any of my bills. You're not required to watch my kids. You're not required to do any of that. If you choose to do that out of the kindness of your heart, but just because we're dating, that's not something that comes with that. Yeah. When we were married, we stuck in this thing. And I just, I don't get, I, I was raised by a strong black woman. So I don't yeah. even understand the concept of the damsel in distress mindset. Like yeah. my mom got it. Mm-hmm. My dad worked two jobs, but my mom, there was never a point where mom was just like, okay, no. <laughs> my mom's like, no, I like the shop. So I'm gonna work. Yeah, and I'm gonna same. work hard too. So like, I don't even understand the, no, you're supposed to take care of me. Like if I, I want to, it's cool. If that's how y'all function, if that's your context, if I'm well off and we decide that the, what's best for the family is for you to stay home, that's cool. But I don't understand how you're just my girlfriend and you think it's my job to pay your bills. You have lost your mind. And in my, in <clears throat> my, in my opinion, the women that I see that usually take on that mindset are not women who are incapable of taking care of themselves. Yeah. They just want to be kept. Like they just want a man to do that. They feel like that's a man's responsibility. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. If you find you a man who is willing to do that. But again, you can't take this standard that you've set for yourself and impose that on somebody that has yet to even make a commitment to you. Like that is totally putting the cart before the horse. Like I'm going to pay all your bills. I'm going to buy you whatever you want. I'm going to take care of your kids that may not even be my kids, but I'm not going to marry you. As a man, I wouldn't even put myself in that situation. And as a woman, I'm looking at you like, why would you even want to do that? Yeah, that part. To me, it's that's strange. If you, if I got somebody that's coming in, just want to take care of everything, and don't. If I'm asking you, okay, where's this going? Do you want to marry me? He like, eh, I just rather take care of you. Nah, he, he probably got control. a wife. <laughs> <laughs> he probably got a wife. You be careful with him. Why he got to be all that? No, Why can't he, he just probably be? got a wife. If he want to take care of you and don't want to commit to you, he probably has a wife There's, or a boyfriend. But there are some men right now, and I don't want to push the conversation too far out the way, but there are a lot of men right now who just because that is a desirable trait right now, that they lean heavy on that. Man, but, I do this. My girl ain't got to worry about nothing. If you with me, I'm a woom, 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 woom. Like street pharmacists and other professions where they don't got to worry about nothing. I think that's the same type of mentality as like leasing a car. Like I'm gonna put all this money into a car, and then when the lease over, I'm just gonna give it back to you. <laughs> nah, if I'm putting all this money into you, <laughs> you that gonna part. marry me, and it's gonna be a mutually beneficial situation. But the fact that I could do all of that, and at the end of the day, we could just break up, and you going about your merry way. Yeah, it's a little bit harder to get out of a marriage. It can still happen in a marriage where you do all of this, and then they still like. I'm Deuces, but <laughs> yeah, I'm not here. It's a little bit it. hard. You gonna have to work to I'm leave me alone. That part, <laughs> but to me, so here's a question: How do you show the traits that people want to see in a husband and a wife 
pre-marriage before you get there without that like for someone who says my context of a man or what i want in a man is a provider for his family he's somebody who's financially secure someone who can hold down a household how do you show that you're able and willing to do that pre-marriage without us you know oh that's very easy handle your business but it's the same thing for the submission thing like if i'm with a woman right and she's naturally headstrong she's naturally more like uh alpha female Mm -hmm. right how do i know before marriage if she even has that ability to do that so we can say like man it's not you you don't got to submit to that man but now i give you this ring and now we married and i like i don't expect you to just wake up one day be like oh you're i'm a wife now so now i'm gonna like go against my nature and now I think before we go there, let's talk a little bit about submission, like what it is. That's good. Because I think before we do that, we have to kind of define that so we know exactly what it means to submit. You want me to hit a Webster? Yes, you can. (laughs) But I mean, just in layman's terms, submission in this context in marriage does not mean you are my ruler and my dictator and you whatever you say do, I have to now do because we're married. Mm -hmm. So that's not what submission is. It's taking a position of leadership in my in our family. I trust you to make those decisions and I trust that you're also going to ask and look for my feedback and when you make a decision that we've come to like I've given you my feedback, you maybe we agree, maybe we don't. You make the final decision and I'm not going and undermining what you say. It's submitting myself to a higher power or authority. And in order to do that, in my mind, if my man isn't submitted to a higher authority himself, I'm not submitting to him. Mm. So it's like, just like you look for God, your relationship that you have with God, you're looking to him for advice and leadership Mm -hmm. and guidance. That's what I'm doing to you. You don't tell me what to do. You don't make decisions for me. But as my husband, I'm coming to you and saying, hey, this is how I feel about this. This is what I think. Help me, lead me, guide me, protect me. So question. I know our context is church, right? Yes. Is that where most people get their basis of when they say women are supposed to submit? Is that like a biblical principle? Is that where they get that from? So I think this is the thing. Yes, I think that women, wives submit to your husbands. That comes from a biblical context. So here's my. Hold on. I got something to say to that. But just like anything else that the devil does, he takes something and he perverts it. So he's screwed up that conversation and what that means and taking it outside of this marriage context and putting into all these other different kind of situations. And that's when it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And here's my thought is if there, if this is a biblical principle, how do we want to apply this one biblical principle to our relationship and none other? Right. So it's like, this is what God says you supposed what you supposed to do. You you woman, like I'm I'm supposed to be the head of the household. Like that's the way God made it, right? Mm-hmm. It, when they stand on that hill and say that. Yeah. Okay. So if that's how we made it, let's look at how else he made it. Because if you're demanding that, right, whatever your idea of that is, and most of the time that's flawed, but if you're demanding that, then are you doing what what the other stuff that God said do, mm-hmm. right? Are you the priest over your household? Are you praying mm-hmm. with her? Like, do you, are you doing anything? Is God a part of your relationship in any facet? Yeah. Can she look at you and say, okay, this is a man who's following God. So now, even though it goes against maybe what I feel or my comfort levels, I trust God. Him because I trust God yeah. and I know he's following God. And to me, it also came with the same scripture that says husbands love your wife like Christ loved the church. Mm-hmm. That's a sacrificial type of love. That's Absolutely. a self-sacrificing type of love. So I know that if you love me in that way, it's easier for me to submit to you because I know that your sacrifice, you would sacrifice your own wants, needs and desires for me and for the family to win. So I'm not thinking that you're ever suggesting or. I do something because it solely benefits you. Yeah. If you ever said, babe, I think you should do this, this and the third. Yeah. I know that that's coming from a place of he's been in communication with God. God has given him instructions on what we need to do moving forward. And even if I don't necessarily see it, I trust your vision because I know where your vision comes from. Absolutely. And I know that you would sacrifice yourself, your wants and your needs and desires for us. 
100%. Let me ask you this. What is your advice for women who are in marriages, Mm -hmm. but they're in marriages with men who they don't feel safe submitting to for legitimate reasons? You have to have a conversation. Like, y'all have to talk. That is, that's a tough place to be in. And I've been there. I've been in a place where um, things have been mishandled. And I've watched a pattern of behavior that shows that, like, when it's time for me to count on you, you haven't been there. But now here you are stepping into a role of a husband and eh, I'm a little shaky about your decision making. Yeah. We we have to talk about those things. And I think one it goes back to who we choose. Mm-hmm. You have to be in a relationship with somebody that's mature enough to have that conversation. Cause that might be a hard thing to hear. Hey, I don't trust you. I don't trust your decision making. Yeah. I, I'm scared. Now that hurts. I don't yeah. I'm not sure that you're gonna make the right decision for us. Yeah. That's a very vulnerable place to be in as a wife coming to my husband mm-hmm. and for my husband to hear that. Because yeah. what it really sounds like is I'm failing. Mm-hmm. And nobody wants to feel like that. 100%. That's probably one of the hardest blows I think I took in marriage counseling. Um, and granted, when I got more context to it, it was early in our relationship. Yeah. But it was something that came out in marriage counseling. Don't dance around it. You can say I'm it not. Right. I'm trying to, I'm trying to <laughs> understand when it was said. But um, when you said, who brought it up? Was it you or was it? Was it Lady Chantel? Who was that? So there was a conversation that had happened very on early in our relationship. And I went to my spiritual advisor, which was my first lady at the time. And I had a conversation with her. And I felt like she was trying to bring it up so we could address it without bringing it up. And so what I said was she's talking about when I said I didn't feel spiritually safe with you. Mm. Which was the first time you had heard that. But I had had that conversation with somebody else early on. And it just kind of felt like the moment, like she was trying to get me to say it without trying to get me to say it. Oh, okay. So I just came out and said it. Yeah. But hearing that, though, like right before, like we're about to get married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like at the time we heard that we maybe had, what, some months mm-hmm. prior to our, our wedding date. And as a man, what you said is exactly what I felt in that moment. Like, man, like what? Am I not doing how am I feeling to where she don't feel safe with me in this regard, Mm -hmm. right? That's a huge blow for someone who wants to be well. Like some people can say, okay, (laughs) I mean, what you want me to do? Like I go to church with you. (laughs) But that was a huge blow to me, you know what I mean? So I had to make, make it make sense in my head and get more clarity on where does that come from? Why do you feel this way? What can I do to make you feel more spiritually safe? All of these things. So we had to talk about it, right? Absolutely. And I think what happens is, is, I'm going to be honest, if she would have never pushed in that area, I may have never said anything to you because it was something that I had worked past. Mm -hmm. However, if something would have happened and because I have this, I had this unspoken like uh, feeling yeah. and it hasn't been tested, mm-hmm. but I've kind of seen you do more stuff spiritually. I've seen you pray more. I've heard you talk about studying. So I'm like, oh, okay, it'd be fine. But if I don't really know because we've never had a conversation about it and then something happens, mm-hmm. there I am right back in that moment of like, I don't know what he going to do. So now I don't feel safe. Yeah, I think in order to combat it and bypass it you have to have a conversation and you have to be brutally honest yeah unfortunately that's something that in my eyes if i don't feel safe with you making decisions for our family i feel like we were already we will always be in contention because if you say something that i don't agree with i'm gonna go behind and try to fix it and make it right and do what i want to do and maybe i'm wrong and now you're like yeah i'm listen i will If I don't feel if I don't feel like you making the right decisions for us and I'm at the point where I can't talk to you about that. Mm -hmm. If you say do something, I'm like, all right, but I'm going to go do what I think is right. (laughs) And then our house is just going to be chaos. Yeah. Like submission is like it's the same thing as like you got too many with too many chiefs and not enough Indians. Like somebody has to be the one making the decisions. And as your wife, I trust you to do that. Uh But if I don't, I need to say that. 
the, the thing is like, okay, what happens after that? Like this is, there's so many people who prior to marriage, they're stuck in that mindset of just infatuation or not infatuation in the sense of the word where like, oh, they're just amazing. But no, like there's a phase of the relationship where you can do no wrong, really. You can do no wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm looking at you from the lens of I'm just happy about this situation. And because I'm so happy about this situation, there are things that I'm not seeing. Yeah. You know, it's like selective vision. Right. So before you get married. I'm not looking at you and, and maybe I'm a different person. Mm-hmm. Right. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who get married. They ain't thinking about being spiritually led by their husband. They're thinking like, oh, he a good man. Like, he loved me. He like, He's you a know, provider, he, yeah. he, he, even they, maybe they're not even that. Like, maybe they just, <laughs> maybe they just, they make me happy. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. They make me happy. I'm happy when I'm with them. Then when you get married and you get some time under your belt and you've settled into a life, and then you get exposed to hardships. Hardships. Or even when you get exposed to what a husband is supposed to be, right? Like maybe spiritually you grow and now you want your husband to be something that he's never been. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like when I met you, I was this. <laughs> now you're going okay to, with that. <laughs> you okay with that. Now you're going to church or said, now you want me to be like, this is who I've always been. You changing up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that is a struggle for so many women, not just spiritually, but even like what we're talking about, like a, a woman who wants a man to be a provider or this idea of what a husband should be mm-hmm. from this lens. But we that wasn't a part of our context when we were choosing them. Yeah. But we here now. Yeah. We married. And I'm I your, need you to be this. I'm your husband. Mm-hmm. I need you to be this. And he's like, I ain't never been that. <laughs> this yeah. me. That's I, real. You know it what go, I mean? And it goes both ways because I think when obviously we both been married before, but when we got married, it was the first time I ever even had a conversation with a, a man about what does a wife mean to you? Mm. What does a husband mean to you? Yeah. Like, and I think that at basic level if you're thinking about marrying somebody y'all need to have that definition down pat because it don't mean the same for everybody it does not (laughs) it does i've learned that it's not the same for everybody it does not and if you're if there is any area of conflict in your definition of what your role is and what your partner's role is y'all have to come to some type of consensus before you get married absolutely most of the time we don't have those conversations until we're married and we're in trouble and now we like well you were supposed to well who said i was supposed to do that support that there's some dudes right now who's like yo as long as i come home at night (laughs) i'm good i mean like I was just messing with them girls. I was gonna get right back, mm-hmm. you know. Like, like, like they just they that is just sex with them. You know what I mean? Like with you, I really love you. And as crazy as that sounds, there are people who really think like that. And if you don't have that conversation, what defines cheating for you? Or our whole courting relationship has been that. Yeah, he he or she, because women cheat too. Then cheated, you forgiven. We've moved past it, but we ain't really moved past it because nah. now that you done forgave me, I think it's all right. Like you cool with it. Yeah. So now when we, okay, she need to, she, she need me to get married. He need me to get married. We need to be married. It's going to fix it. But that's still there because it has not been addressed. What happened is there was an incident that happened, but the behavior and the pattern behind it nah. has not been addressed. This is a pattern. We know how we do. Like, you'll get mad at me for a couple of days. You'll put me out. We'll come through, work it through. I'll take you on a date. I'll get my act together for a couple months. But this is what we do, you know? Yeah. So yeah. now when the expect, now when you're married and in your mind, the expectation has changed. Mm-hmm. He's my husband now. She's my wife now. He or she not going to do that. It's like, well, what make you think that? Because this is who I was. You decided to marry me as this person. Yeah. It goes not only for cheating. It goes for submission, for being independent, for being a lazy person, for being a bad cook. Like marriage does not change that. Forever is not going to change anything. Just because somebody <laughs> married you, it is not a fix. It is not. E- it's not even a band aid. Nah. It's not even a Band-Aid. Like, it is a scalpel. It's going to cut open and expose all that stuff. Oh, you spin. 
That's good. That's a great analogy. <laughs> not for real though. It's like true. It's it's it is not a fix. Some people think if we get married, it's gonna fix something. It's not gonna fix anything. You might it might buy you some time. You might have a couple weeks where you're just kind of happy. Oh, this is my wife. But eventually, who you are, the issues that are lying under the surface, that's gonna come to the top. It's gonna rise to the top. You have to deal with that stuff every day. It's gonna be a slice on the skin, peeling back another layer. And you're like, whoa, I didn't know that. Absolutely. It behooves us. I love that word on this podcast, I think. It's got a ring to it. It behooves us to try to expose all of that and set the expectation before we get married. So when it comes to submission, it was a it was a conversation that we had very early on, not in the is you going to submit to me, but you asked me like is there room for me? Mm. Okay, that's that helps us bring up a conversation of like can you can you fall back and let me lead? Yeah. And I don't blame you for not being able to see that in me because I wasn't trying to show that to you. I was trying to show that I was strong. I was independent and that I had my stuff together. But what it portrays to you is like, so what I'm supposed to do when I get here? Yeah. And for me, I had to show you by not just talking about it. You know, it was the biggest thing or the biggest, not the biggest thing, <laughs> one of the main things I was looking at, and it probably was a huge deal to me, but it wasn't a big deal to you, but I was putting so much thought into it. What's the that? garbage bag. If oh. I came and hung with you, yeah. if when I left there was a garbage bag by the front door, I would always say, I got it. Sometimes I even grab it, and you say, no, I got it. Put it down. It's like <laughs> I'm already going outside. I'm, yeah. I have to walk past the garbage can. I got it. But in your mind, I don't want you to feel like you had to take care of me. Yeah, absolutely. Now, to someone who wants to take care of you, yeah, it feels like you're not gonna let me take care of you. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like in my mind, this is what I'm supposed to do. And taking out your garbage doesn't mean taking care of you, but I want to help you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? I need room to do that. You know what I mean? But I think in your mind, it's just like, nah, I, you need to know I got me. Yeah. And and I felt like, like that's not your problem. You ain't putting that nail thing in this garbage in this garbage bag. So we got it. I got a kid downstairs. He'll take it out when he get up. But I do understand. And once we had that conversation, what I started to do is not fully. Like, I wasn't like, oh, I got this bill to pay. What you think I should? You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. like that. But it was like, hey, you know, my daughter stays up really late at night. Mm-hmm. You're like, you need to take that iPad and that pacifier. Bam. I'm not going to push back on that. I did a little bit, but mm-hmm. um, but I did also take the iPad and the pacifier. <laughs> you know what? That brings up a good point. Well, I don't want to step in. No, I'm just saying is what I, as we were naturally having conversations and you were making just suggestions, just in light conversation, I'm taking that and I'm evaluating, is this something that, you know, I could see a different way? Is this something that I can be flexible on so that it demonstrates to him that I have the ability to consider him, to consider his opinion, to consider his authority? Like, and I wanted to show you that. I didn't just want to show you that I can be strong and independent and do it on my own. I wanted to show you that there was room for you in my life. And if that came in this form that I was completely uncomfortable with and completely unused to, Mm. I was going to do that. I was going to bend what I thought my idea of a woman was to fit where we were in our relationship. And what I found out is that I was burdening myself with stuff. I was be up all night. Can't figure out. She can't sleep. I can't sleep. Mm. Like you don't got no bedtime routine for her. Mm. And the minute I did that and I started to put that structure in place, it was a low taking off of me. And I'm like, dang, like you do know what he's talking about. Mm. All right. But it's a trust factor and it has to be built up. And I think that sometimes people get screwed up when they think just because we're married now, you have to change the way that you are. Yeah. You have to be willing to wait. It's a process. That's real. And that brings up, When you said that, (laughs) what I had to learn was, is that you have to be flexible in your understanding of what these things mean and what they look like. Mm -hmm. So for me and my past context of what submission looks like, it was very different. right? So in my mind, this is what it looks like. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And. That's too much. That's too deep. 
we go through experiences <laughs> in past relationships and we try to put that context on new situations Absolutely. and in new relationships as if people are monolithic. Yeah. Right. Like everybody's an individual. Right. Mm -hmm. So just because you interacted in this one way with this one person and it worked really well, you're in a new situation with a new person. And just because they don't do it the way that person did it, it does not mean that they're not doing it. Like yeah. submission looks different. And maybe not even the situation, but maybe you haven't experienced it, but you just have an idea in your mind. You of got what an it idea looks in your like. head. Yeah. And most of the time it's like, okay, where did you get that from? Mm -hmm. Where are you getting your idea for what this looks like? Because for me, if I'm being honest with you, when we sitting here having this conversation, in my mind, I, I was like, oh, wow, she did do that. Because in the when we was talking about it, yeah. you're a you're. I've had to learn that when you push back, you're not disagreeing. Disagreeing, yes. You're just challenging thought. You're pushing back for the sake of information seeking. Um, but for me, it was like, God dang, I'm trying to help. She, I <laughs> feel like I, I feel like she trying to like what you know block me. Hey, you try this. Why would I do that? But this, and I'm like. Oh. But see, for me, like, this is another example because at my idea as a wife is I'm a helpmate, right? Mm -hmm. You don't know everything. You know That's what real. I'm saying? And I have experience in areas that you don't and you have experience in areas in that, that I don't. I feel like you value my opinion. So I'm for not sure. helping you by shutting up. Now, although the way I do it, might be a little different than what you used to. I got a little sass, got a little attitude with my stuff. But I wouldn't, I feel like I wouldn't be doing my service as a wife if you say something and I'm like, mm, I got a different opinion on that and just holding it quiet. Now, ultimately, whatever decision you make, I'm cool with. Yeah. But I am going to let you know that, hey, it might be a different way to do this. Yeah. And I try to not only talk about the stuff that I wanted to change. I tried to actively make changes so that you could see that like, yo, I want you here. I value you being here. Yeah. And I see the value that you add to my life. I ain't slept this good in years. You say it all the time. You said you got insomnia. You be knocked out. He you be snoring. Like, like no. Nah. <laughs> I just need help. <laughs> I don't sleep in it. Okay. I was stressed. <laughs> I needed somebody to come in. It made me feel safe. It made me feel comfortable. First time we laid in bed together. <laughs> okay, she was lying. Yeah, put the key in the bed. And I cleaned up the kitchen. What? Is, I'm about to go to sleep. <laughs> this is amazing. Yo. But you, you, you built an environment where I just felt safe and I felt protected. And I felt like anything that you would ask me to do again was not to harm me For sure. and as somebody who has been in a relationship relationships where i always felt attacked mm. i think that's where initially that fire back comes from like well i didn't do this because da -da 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 -da, mm. because i always felt under attack like somebody was attacking my character or my ability to parent or whatever mm. but once i found out that like nah i'm safe here like yeah. he's not trying to tear me down if anything, he's trying to build me up. Yeah. That's what, for me, makes it easy to submit to you. I feel like this is a word for uh, brothers who are in relationships with strong black women. <laughs> and I hear the stigma too much. And I think this applies to women in general, but I hear especially where it pertains to black women that they can't. They can't be submissive. They're aggressive. They got bad attitudes. Like we say on here all the time, people are who they are for a reason. Mm -hmm. And when you talk about most black women, they have to be the strongest woman in the room. They are the minority Some minority. <laughs> like, when we in the room with men, we got to be stronger than them. Like it, it, it's, it's a thing. And if you don't see that, you either are not trying to see that or there's some ego stuff in there. But to say that they are incapable of being submissive or being feminine and showing the softer side is just a misnomer. It's a miseducation on your part and it's ignorance. It's It behooves you that if you have a woman that is strong, that you got to be that much stronger of a man. And that doesn't mean that you come in and what you say goes. They have to have a voice. 
and black women can't even be who they need to be <laughs> on the outside if they can't be who they need to be on the inside with you. Like, if you're supposed to be the safe space, if she don't agree with you, she should be able to say that. Now, that doesn't mean that she disregards what you say and she undermines you because there are there is a space in here where there is people who emasculate and Absolutely. try to beat you down as a man. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about a woman having a voice and being like, I don't agree. Let's talk this out. And to me, that part right there where people equate submission with not being able to voice your opinion. It's like, do you want somebody to submit to you or do you want a slave? That part. Because like that part. submission does not mean omission of my opinion my thoughts my will it doesn't mean any of that like so wherever you got this twisted sense of the word from it's like no you don't want somebody to submit to you you want a slave you want Mm. somebody that's gonna be there at your every beck and call say nothing when you tell them to do something just take orders from you i'm nobody's slave and i was somebody before i met you so that person just doesn't go away just because we're married Mm -hmm. so do you want me or do you just want somebody to do whatever you tell them to do? I ain't. You got to decide. <laughs> That's real. That's real. There's um. There's this girl on TikTok. I don't know her name, and I'm not gonna call her name. But she gives the most unrealistic idea of what the submissive wife looks like. And we all know who she's who we talk about. You do? You <laughs> yeah. Seen it? Everybody done seen that clip. That clip been going around. I don't know. It could be a different one. Okay. Yeah. This one <laughs> is looking like- at me like. It's like a niche. It's like oh, a, her whole page okay, is no. when your husband comes home, have his drink ready, have this da da da. Um, I packed it. I did like it's like this how yeah. to be a wife thing. And when I watched that, like, okay, do you work? Do you have your job yourself? You can't. Do you have kids? <laughs> where Where are they at? Because if you are, if you are it, like catering to this man this way, where the kids at? Where they? Who, you packing their lunch too? You can't work. Ain't no way in the world. Like, yeah. it's insane. And that speaks more to slavery and servitude than a relationship where y'all both serving one another. Yeah. And I mean, I, I've seen relationships like that that are mutually beneficial. Yeah. You know, I don't work. I take care of the home. Anything that you need, I'm going to give you. But in return, I also have the freedom to go and be myself. And you yeah. take care of us. And that's not... And I've... To me, that's not submission. No, that's not submission. I just was talking oh, okay. about, you know, the way yeah. that we, the way that our relationship is mutually beneficial because you laid out a situation where it seems like a woman who's just taking, totally catering to her man and saying that this is the the standard. It's not the standard, but if that's what they agreed on in their relationship and yeah. it's mutually beneficial, yeah. it's, the, it's the point where I'm doing all of this and I get absolutely nothing in return. Yeah. You're never home. I don't get a chance to go away and be me because I'm always required to take care of the home and take care of the kids mm-hmm. and take care of you. Like to me, that's a slave. For sure. And there there are some women who like legitimately enjoy loving their spouse that way. Absolutely. Like if that's your love language and you enjoy taking care of them that way, like I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. What I am saying is wrong is that you are on TikTok saying that this is what you're supposed to do. And it ain't always gonna look like that. And you said uh, this man, she her page is <laughs> blown up, and it's all men in there. Like, man, w- women don't exist like this anymore. I'm like, I know three generations of black women, and I ain't seen this <laughs> yet. <laughs> I say yet, okay. Like, I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm yeah. saying that it's unrealistic for you to put that out there as if this is what you're supposed to do. Huge nugget: marriage is not cookie cutter. Nah. There is no way that I can take my marriage, our marriage, what works for us, and put it in somebody else's household and say, this is how you remain happily married. The way that you remain happily married, number one, is being connected to God. Number two is finding out what works for the two of y'all and emphasizing that. And working on eliminating the stuff that does not serve y'all to. But I can't ever go in somebody else's relationship and say, you should be doing X, Y, and Z. That's a that's a recipe for a disaster. Yeah. It's some stuff that just is cookie cutter though, right? Like some I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there are marriage principles like sex, cookie cutter. Mm, sex is not cookie cutter. How much and how often? Now how much, how often? Just. But what about asexual couples? 
to not not cookie cutter. It is because <laughs> if you're asexual, that is defining how you like to handle sex in your relationship. Right. So it's and not understand. No, I'm not saying having sex is cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. Having an understanding and being jailed in uniform in how y'all approach sex together. That's cookie cutter, right? Yeah, like we can't be on two separate pages sexually. Exactly, exactly, yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Spiritually, cookie cutter. But to me, cookie cutter means this is how you do it. This is one way how to do it. You can only cut. When I have this cookie cutter, I can only. Oh, you mean everybody got to have sex three times When I stamp it out 17 times, it's the same cookie. You mean like. Uh, yeah. Two like, times, you got to have sex three times a day or it's, it's going to be. Not, yeah, that's that's cookie not, cutter. Like, yeah. Okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. So, um, I see a lot. I mean, I think we all see a lot of this is how you do it, right? This is what works. And this is how you keep a man happy. This is how you keep a woman satisfied. This is how you make sure he don't cheat. The truth is people are going to do whatever they want to do in Mm -hmm. a situation. And the only way to do that, to make sure that your marriage is happy, is to make sure that your marriage remains between the two of y'all. You're not taking too much outside advice on what you should do and what you shouldn't do. And when I have a need, I'm communicating that. When I have an expectation, I'm communicating that. And when we have something that we need to discuss, we discuss it between us before you go discuss it somewhere else. Yeah. Heavy on the communication. I think you said something to me. I can't remember what we were talking about. I don't know how we landed here, but I think I asked you something. All of our conversations happen. Yeah. (laughs) I think I asked you something to the effect of like, what's something that you want me to know that I don't know or something? Mm -hmm. What's something you wish I would know? And you you said, um, or I can't remember what the question was, but what you said was, (laughs) I think that because the way I submit to you doesn't look like the way it looks like with other people that you don't reference it or you don't see how oh, much, facts. how much In I try. <laughs> like I'm a strong woman. Like, so for me to ask you or to, you know, consult, consult you, you yeah. for me to, you know what I mean? Like that, that, made it made me look at it differently you know what i'm saying absolutely yeah and i think it it that helped us Mm. that helped us define what it looks like because i think it came from you saying like you you feel you want to feel like the provider you want to feel like you're adding something to our household and one of the ways that you do that is by providing advice and leadership and guidance and it feels like an attack on that when every time you say something i talk back But like my thing is, at least for me, what I needed, like I said, to show you is that when you say something, I really take that to heart. Like I don't take that lightly. If you're taking the time to counsel me or I'm coming to you, Mm. like it's because I really want your advice. Well, I think what was happening was we weren't getting any resolve. It's true. Like I'd say something, we'd have a back and forth. I leave with an attitude. (laughs) And then I don't even see what happens after that. But then when I look back, I'm like, oh, well, well, she did do that. Or she did adjust this or she did take into consideration what I said. But in the conversation, it was so like, to me, it felt contentious. So yeah. I'm like, oh, forget about it. Why even, Listen, you know, like. Key rule of Brandy. I hear you, but I'm a talk back. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I be trying to work on it. But even in class, y'all, that's y'all what, that was the me. feedback. <laughs> yeah. She talked too much. Yeah. Like, I got an opinion. Like, I'm going to say something, especially when it's something that, like, I think we have the most contentions, like, when it's something that I've been doing that's been working for me or I feel like has been working for me. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, hey, have you thought about changing this? And I'm like, yo, I got this. Like, but if I can actually see a benefit from it, no problem. And sometimes even when I can't, I trust you enough to just do it. Like, I didn't know what was going to happen. I thought that child was going to scream all night long. And instead of me being woke up occasionally because she need a snack or something, mm. I'm just never going to be able to go to sleep because she's screaming. The first night I went in there, I was like, it's time to give you an iPad. She said, here, mommy. And she mm. gave it away and she went to sleep. And I was mm. like, ah, he was right. Now do I tell him? <laughs> Do I tell him he was right? Because I really don't want him to know that. I, <laughs> this really works. <laughs> all right. You but see. again, I think it's all about showing where your value is. And Absolutely. if I can trust and believe that that's value added, I don't have no problem. 
Yeah. But I also feel like if you don't feel like that person add no value to your life and you don't trust them, why are you in a relationship with them? That's but I real. guess that's a whole nother conversation. That's real. And this is why for, once again, we shouted out the singles. <laughs> um, pre, pre-relationship is so key. Oh, yeah. Pre-relationship is so key because when you know who you are early, then you know what you need. When you know who you are, you know what you need. When you don't know who you are, then you'll just be with anybody who makes you feel something. Mm-hmm. Right? Then when the feelings fade or when it ain't feeling too good, you don't got nothing to stand on because you built a relationship on a feeling. And them feelings are going to come and go. Yeah, There's some days absolutely. when we skipping through the park and giving each other you know, the what are the eyes? Googly eyes, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And then there's some days when we rolling eyes at each other and it's like, you know, I hey. just, <laughs> I, I'm in the room. Why are you in the room? <laughs> Dang, you just can't, you following, by, you following me? <laughs> like, there's days it's like that. But ultimately, the foundation isn't based on a feeling. It's based on a commitment, you know what I mean, that, that you make to somebody because you trust them. They're a safe space for you. And I know we hate the term like they're this is my person, but there's somebody who you know has you. Whether yeah. they, you know, like you right now in this moment or not, like I'll I'll take a bullet for you. Like I love you. You know what I mean? And that's so key. And when you have that, then it makes it easy for you to submit to me and me to submit to you. Cause we talk about why submit to your husband. We don't want to talk about how husband and wife submit yourselves to one another. Yeah. Cause that's in there too. Yeah. That's in there too. We don't like talking about that. We put all the pressure on a woman to submit. But husband, what does it look like for you when the Bible says submit yourselves to one another? What does that mean for you? You know what I mean? What does it look like when you as a man submit? Ooh, we don't what, talk about What that. does that look like for you? Uh, don't talk to me. I'll be submitting all the time. <laughs> well, how do you submit? Um, Not saying you don't. I just no, want to know. Let me give, give you examples. examples. Yes. There are times when I legitimately don't want to do what you're asking me to do. <laughs> And I do it anyway because I know you need that. You know what I mean? I'm in full view of what you do for this family all the time. So there's never going to be a time when you come up to me and say, hey, can you do this? And I say no. Mm-hmm. Even if I don't feel like role. it. Huh? That's because it's not your role. Yeah, or any reason. Even if I don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. Even if like I... I'm so enjoying what I'm doing in this moment. You know what I mean? Now, the timeliness and when I get that done, because I know you be like, you be wanting me to step and fetch. Hey, man, can you do this? Yeah, I got you. My thing is. When are you going to do it? <laughs> well, see, listen, my thing is like, because of my type of personality, and I know there's a lot of women who can relate to this. If I'm asking you to do something, I'm do like, it. it's because I really need you to do it. It's not because I need you to do it when you get around to it. It's like because but don't, it's, it's, yeah. it's taking a burden. I, I, I I'm not going to change the conversation, okay, but yeah. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> that's where that come from. But the point mm-hmm. I was trying to sit in is I'm, I'm always going to do what you ask me to do. I'm always going to do what you need me to do. There are things that are outside of my nature mm-hmm. that... I'm only doing because I know you need me to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But watch this. Because I'm doing it, it's making me a better man. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gifted enough to where I can go preach on a stage without reading my Bible for three weeks. I can preach Moses every day of the week. I can preach Jesus every day of the week. Mm-hmm. But because I know you need me to do a devotional with you, I know it's important for us that we pray together because of those things I'm growing in things that God's called me to do on this earth because I'm serving in the capacity that he's called me to mm-hmm. because I'm being faithful as the spiritual man in your life. It's causing me to grow in every other area of my life that I do want to excel in. Right. Mm-hmm. So in the season in the two years that me and you have been together, I have experienced a quantum leap in everything I wanted to do with the least amount of effort. Mm-hmm. You know what's crazy? For for decade, a decade, I pursued being known. I pursued being a personality mm-hmm. with maximum effort. I had a schedule. <laughs> I had I had a dry erase board where what well, I was posting every single day. I was writing jokes. I was writing songs, pursuing something. Yeah. 
But the moment I stopped pursuing that and just pursued being the best man for you and being the best man that God's called me to be, everything that I needed began just opening up for me when I wasn't even trying to. No effort. <laughs> like <laughs> no by your doing. No, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people need his, and not just men, not just women, but all of us need to know that what it is that we want, the things that are locked behind the door, like we know there's some promises, like God, I know you've given me this desire. Like I don't just want this because I want this. There's a reason why I desire this in life Mm -hmm. because it's attached to what you've called me to do. But why do I feel like I'm going up against a door? I feel like I'm pushing up against a wall. That's behind obedience. Everything that you need is behind obedience. It's the key that opens up that door. You won't even have to try hard. Two years, yo. I got more done in two years just being being faithful with you to God mm-hmm. than I did in a decade trying to do it by myself for the wrong reasons. So yeah, if you're looking for a why, like why would I need to submit? Because it's bigger than just between you and your husband. Absolutely. It's bigger. The whole reason we're here on this earth is for God's glory to be revealed. Mm-hmm. Our marriage is a picture of the relationship between God and man. That's why he says, husband submit yourselves or I'm sorry, um, husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church. Yeah. And the picture that he paints between the relationship between man and God is um, the husband man coming back for the bride. Mm-hmm. That's that's the picture that he paints. Mm-hmm. And the reason why he uses that descriptive nature is because that was his intent. When people look at you and your spouse, they should be seeing Jesus. They should be seeing God in that. And when you do that, when your relationship Gives glory to God. Come on, man. Come on, man. New doors. New doors. New levels of love. New blessings. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I can when we got on that accord, like we when we were dating, we were like dabbling in, you know, we should do a Bible study. We should do this. We should do that. You know, it was like it was yeah, it was like very sporadic for us to like sit down and study with each other. We knew it was important, but it was like because it was the newness of everything, just sitting together and watching the movie and cuddling on the couch felt way more lit than like reading the Bible. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but when we finally made that commitment, like, nah, this is going. This is our relationship. Yeah, like there is no us outside of this. Mm-hmm. Like he gave us to one another. He cleaned us up and made us new, so that when we came into agreement with one another, like it was gonna be the best thing that had ever mm-hmm. happened to us, and that was gonna happen in this earth. Absolutely. So when. When you recognize the gift that it is that my husband is to me, there is no level that I wouldn't go for him. So if it's like, hey, I need you to do this. Hey, we should make make this move. We should do this. Okay, like I've seen you be submitted to God. I've seen you consult. I've seen you pray. I've seen the Holy Spirit move on you. I know it ain't you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I know I didn't just luck up on you. Mm-hmm. God gave you to me and yeah. me to you. Absolutely. So whatever I need to do for this relationship to thrive, and if it means I got to shut up and listen, I can do that a little bit. Y'all heard it on this podcast. <laughs> we, That's a little bit. What's it? That's at 58 <laughs> minutes, 20 I minutes. I a little okay. bit now. All right. <laughs> You said you said you go. I can do it enough for us to get where we need to go. Okay. And when I don't feel like that, yeah. Let me tell you, the Holy Spirit checks the mess out of me. Mm. I can't tell you how many times I've been in the room or in the bathtub, really, is where it happened. That's your spot. And been convicted, like, ah, I know what I was supposed to do. I know I shouldn't have said nothing. (laughs) I knew I should have just, all right, I get it. And I have to come make it right. Yeah, we look. We works in progress, you know. All of us, all of us, and and even on my regard, like you know, putting expectation on you mm-hmm. or stepping on the soapbox, like man, I don't like when she does this. Mm-hmm. You don't think I feel the conviction of like, okay, are 
why don't she why doesn't she feel comfortable doing that? You know what I mean? Nah, like when's the last time you prayed with her? When's the last time y'all was in the word together? Like that stuff is so important. That's so important. Yeah. But so ladies, don't just be out here submitting that every time they can hear it just because you're in a relationship with him. You don't deserve that. that. Support that. And and look at what for for the man who for the ladies who are with a man who's demanding that, you should have the biggest magnifying glass on the quality and character of man that he is. Like the biggest magnifying glass because I need to see what you made of. Because I'm not finna just submit to anything. You're not finna just have me out here at your beck and call while you doing all types of nonsense and foolishness. Like you gotta be outside your mind. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Bomb conversation. <laughs> I don't think this is I wish I had this when I was like Oh, yeah. Yeah. If I did, I wouldn't never get married. This podcast? If I had a podcast like this, if you to had, listen to, yeah, when I was dating and stuff. Oh yeah, I probably. <laughs> I probably this like, hey, I ain't hold you up. There's a lot of stuff I wouldn't do if if I had this. <laughs> if I, I'm like, uh, they said <laughs> you're not supposed to do that, and if you do that, then I ain't supposed to marry you. Like nah, legit, for real, for real. Like I think it's so many. I I don't know where this is coming from, but anyways, I got when I got divorced. Somebody very close up on my ex-husband said, yeah, I think you should marry him anyway. Why you didn't tell me that? (laughs) Sorry. And that's wild. That's wild. We sit here and let our friends and family get in situations where we clearly see. And I know that sometimes it goes around like they ain't going to listen to me anyway. Say it anyway. If you got a strong feeling. Say it anyway, because what I was looking at this person like, okay. You know what I'm going through right now? <laughs> See what type of time you want. <laughs> Some kind of friends we is. Oh, that's Because how you, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of red flags that when we're, in the lovey-dovey phase, we just don't see and we need people to point. So don't think everybody that is hating if they say something to you about your spouse or about your relationship. Like, of course, it depends on who they are to you and what history y'all have. But if it's somebody, you number one, you need to have somebody in your corner that you can trust to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. And take that truth into consideration. Yeah. Because again, if, even, if I had somebody in my corner that said it, or even if I had a trusted resource like this, I, we hope this podcast is for people. Yeah. To just be like, these are things to consider. It don't mean don't make the decision. Because ultimately, you're going to do what you want to do. Yeah. But have, go into it with your eyes open. Yeah. My eyes was closed. My eyes was duct taped shut. I wanted it to be something. And I was willing to do whatever it took to make it that. Even though it was unrealistic for who we both were as people. Yeah. My grandma told me. And I thought she was a hater. I said, <laughs> So you a hater. What you know? I she turns out a lot. A lot. And the crazy thing is there were people who I was really close to and I went to introduce conversations mm. about doubts and fears I was having, all things that you know ended up being actual yeah. issues in my first marriage. And I was like, oh man, you know, hey, y'all, y'all work through it, you know. <laughs> but how? But grandma, so that's what we here for. Grandma, these people that's with me every day mm-hmm. who knew me, knew her closely, and they was like, ah, you know. But my grandma, she came down one day, one day, and said, you ain't ready. And I said, what? It's tomorrow. I'm getting married tomorrow. What are you, <laughs> you sure you ready? She said, you ain't ready. I said, you're a hater. <laughs> Grandma was right. Turns out. <laughs> Turns out she was right. Yeah, I think just don't be don't be scared to see a situation for what it truly is. Absolutely. Because you will save yourself a lot of heartache and a whole bunch of headache. And you're delaying the person that you were ult- ultimately made for, created for. You're Absolutely. delaying that. Like it, it pains me. I know we grew a lot in those 20 something years that we we were apart. But sometimes it pains me to be like, yo, it was you all along? Like, I, I, I had to go through all this? No, nah, we just had to. Just to come back to you? We had to. 
I see the benefit of oh, it. Now sure. let me don't don't mistake what I'm saying. Yeah. I see the benefit of it. But, but it was like I was hard headed. Yeah. I thought I knew everything. I mm. thought I knew what I wanted and what I needed. And turns out my first love yeah. is my forever love. That's crazy. And I'd be like, man, I, I messed around with him. Thinking he, he was going to be something. Turned out he wasn't nay. I was wrong. <laughs> so wrong. He's stupid. stupid. Yo. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Uh, listen, as always, y'all family, we love y'all. Thank you for choosing to rock with us for this hour um, like y'all do whenever y'all listening to this. We want you to know, as always, we will be live tomorrow. If you're listening to this on Tuesday when we drive, we're live Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. on Facebook and YouTube. If you are one of our Patriots, working title, Brandy hates it. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> if you're one of our Patreon subscribers, you've already seen this. What up to you? Special shout out to y'all. Um, more content coming via Patreon, via YouTube. Uh, we're also starting personal coaching, relationship coaching. Mentoring. Potato, potato. <laughs> uh, but no, that's something we're doing now and it's something we're very excited about. So if that is something that you're interested in, if you want a more personal touch, if there's some things that are going on in your relationship and you're like, you know what, I feel like they are a safe, trusted space and I'd like to pick their brain, talk to them, that is a possibility. The doors are open and we welcome it. Um, if all says the same. So hit us up. Uh, what they never told us pod at gmail.com. Uh, we'll love to get with you, chop it up with you. And if all says the same, serve you in that capacity. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have anything else to add to that. Um, <laughs> so always remember we love love. Y'all should love love too. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.